Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, Bing Bong, the heartwarming homecoming, appears to be over for Kemba Walker in New York City, at least for now. Kemba is out of the Knicks rotation. And the latest on when we might see Clay Thompson, Michael Porter Jr., John Wall, Marcus Cousins all back on the court. Plus, who are the biggest winners of the week that was in the NBA? Hint, hint, they play each other tomorrow night. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews here with my sister Janae Agumake, senior writer Ramona Shelburne, and the undefeated's Mark Spears will join us shortly. But there has been a ton of news this morning, so of course we need to bring in our senior NBA insider, Adrian Wojnarowski. Adrian, we have a developing story in New York with the Knicks and Kemba Walker. What can you tell us? Nope. Woj might not be able to hear me. Or he might be breaking some news. Or he might be making some news right now. So we're going to go back to Woj. But we did have some some breaking news this morning that Kemba Walker, Tom Thibodeau said, is out of the Knicks rotation. What do you make of that? I think that it's interesting. This is a testament to New York basketball and how a rotation change makes breaking news, but rightfully so. And it's really fascinating because, as you mentioned, Coach Thibodeau, that's a defensive-minded coach, and I think this move was all about the defense. If you look at Kemba, I mean, there are very simil- uh, there are a lot of similarities with Alec Burks, you know, statistically. But if you look at his impact defensively, it is quite a liability. The Knicks have been outscored by 13 points per 100 possessions, while Kemba Walker is on the floor. You can see the difference right Right there and it's pretty stark and when I mentioned Alec Burks I mean you look at both of them in comparison 10.5 Burks to 11 uh, Kemba's points per game 45% from three Burks to Kemba's 41% per three uh, they shoot about five a game both about 30 years old 30 31 the difference here is six foot versus six six in an NBA where switching defenses is mandated so that defensive liability per se albeit you know might seem small in a regular season but those you know losses stack up I, w- I want to try again here today if you you can just hang on for one second with Adrian Wojnarowski, our senior NBA insider. I want to stay in New York, Woj, going to Brooklyn. Steve Nash said that Joe Harris is getting ankle surgery. What's the timetable for his return? Uh, Malika, uh, Mark Bartlestein with Priority Sports, Joe Harris's agent, tells me a four to eight week timeline for Joe Harris. But there's optimism that his return will be on the short end, shorter end of that timeline, but the Nets, uh, certainly they miss Joe Harris, and they're going to miss him for an extended period now, uh, and uh, they're going to have to continue to rely on this bench in Brooklyn uh, to carry them, not only without Joe Harris, but of course without Kyrie Irving, two players that they counted on as starters this season. 
Joe Harris has been so key for the Brooklyn Nets. Thanks so much, Woj. Don't go too far because we're going to have so much more news coming up later in the show. But, Chanae, I, I do want to get your reaction to this. How do you see this impacting Brooklyn? Like Woj mentioned, down Kyrie and now down Joe Harris for a longer period of time. I feel like New York always wants to enter the scene, right, because we're back finally after Thanksgiving, having a nice little vacation. They said, home a beer, all right? Like, and, and so when you think about, you know, overall with Joe Harris switching from the Knicks now to the Nets, this is a big story. Like, you know, Kemba might be a small story per se mm. because it's a rotation change. This is someone that's going to be out for four to eight weeks. And let's talk about his impact. I, I know people might see 11 points. I'm like, oh, how much does he help? Spacing the floor is important. Without Kyrie Irving helping, you know, James Harden get going is important, especially with a 46% three-point shooter. And before he was out, like early in November, he was shooting around 60% from three. Yep. This is the team that is leading the East right now, despite all of the hullabaloo that's been going on. Right. You know, so Kevin Durant, he wakes up and what do we say? He gets buckets. But Joe Harris, he's that, you know, old, faithful, reliable type of player that you need to really stretch the floor. So this is a very big deal for a team that right now is, you know, pacing the East. And still looking to find their identity in that. And, and Blake Griffin, he spoke to the media this morning for the first time since he was taken out of the rotation. He said he's been talking to DeAndre Jordan, trying to just sort of take that mentality. But this is something where now Steve Nash, let's see where he goes into his bench. It is hard to believe, though, that we have been off air for an entire week with Thanksgiving. There was so much that happened in the NBA. So let's get you caught up on the rest of the league. We got the return of one LeBron James. LeBron steps for another three. This closing time is winning time, especially in the fourth quarter and then overtime. Adam sets the screen. John hammers it down. Sensational. Oh, backdoor cut Edwards. Look out. Oh. Offensive foul. If I'm refereeing that game, and you dunk on someone like that, I'm not calling the charge. That Madison Square Garden, Knicks in the red hot Phoenix Suns. Bridges gets ahead, drives inside. Oh, and a slam from Bridges. Able to hold off Brooklyn and win its 16th straight game. Can make her wipe down Lillard. Curry three. Stepped down the lane. Behind the back to Draymond. Good control of it. Buddy Hill. Look at his shot. Got it. Ingram four. The ball is away. Graham. Oh! It's the three! He goes to the upper oh, room. Room, baby. That's a 10. All the way. Oh, yeah! Look at that bounce pass. LeBron to With 31! He's going psycho! Psycho step is a killer! It's like the little flex, little flex situation. <laughs> Spicy Steph, yes. that was a packed week. So let's go yes. coast to coast. The Suns are just like a, a literal swirling Woo. ball of fire right now. They just <laughs> keep winning, and that includes finishing their four-game road trip with back-to-back -back wins against the Knicks and the Nets over the weekend. And they're now at 16 mm. wins Woo. in a row. What's the most impressive part about this streak tonight? They're playing better defense, and they also have an increased pace, which leads to Chris Paul assists with the run-and-gun Devin Booker, you know, really knocking down shots. So all things are moving in the right direction. They are looking incredible. But the Warriors, the winners of their last seven straight, they get their shot at the Suns on Tuesday. And after yesterday's performance, Stephen Curry has over has made 100 career games with seven three-pointers. That's 58 more than any other player. Oh, and by the way, he became the fastest player to make 100 threes in the season, needing just 19 games to do so. So, Ramona, is, yeah. is Steph the leading MVP candidate right now? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I, I'm one of those who voted for Steph last year because of how he did with 
with uh, a team that was not as good, but it's what he's doing defensively yes, that is Malik. most impressive. He had six steals yesterday, Malika. Six. Six steals. And after a triple overtime loss Ooh. to the Kings on Friday, the Lakers, they eked out one against the Pistons yesterday, continuing their trend of alternating wins <laughs> and losses over the last six games. The Lakers' big three combined for 82 points. That's just too shy of matching their most for the season. Was this the best performance for the big three this season, Mark? This is disappointing. Oh. I don't care how many points they score. <laughs> this is the Detroit Pistons. They just okay. lost to the Kings without Harrison Barnes or Holmes. But they, they, need, the they need to do better. They opened it they, up in the third. These are three the Hall of Famers, the, perhaps the greatest player of all time. Like, well, well, you, didn't like, like the, you didn't like all the points they put up together as a big three or? No. You know that you got to take a look at this a chance at the tweet, end of the though. Game. Following the win against the Pistons, you know, Kendrick Perkins was on Twitter. So he tweeted, carry the hell on. And then LeBron James responded, you're absolutely right. Totally agree with you. Carrying on with this glass of wine in my hand as I type this little flex. So, well, they could carry the hell on about the Pistons and the Kings making them challenged. That, that this team is supposed to be much better than that. Well, they have to beat the teams that are in front uh, are we, of them, right? Should we be concerned? This is my is turn to ask early? questions. I think it's, 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 I, I think, right. Mark's it's, fired up over there. Right, I, Mark is fired up. I'm, I'm like, all right, we're, we're going to let guy, him go. I'm not feeling that tweet, though. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, well, Mark, we do this every Monday. We ask who stood out over the weekend and who needs to step it up. So let's start with the team that was the biggest winner of the weekend, Chanae. Uh, Phoenix Suns, clearly, I just love the brand of basketball that that they're playing. And mm. you know what I realized, you know, when you, during the span of their win streak, their pace has been extremely impressive. Their defense has been great. Mikkel Bridges has been holding it down. Was it seven steals against the Nets? So, yeah, I, a lot of times, and I know we're going to talk about the big matchup versus the Warriors coming up, but, like, these two teams that are known for their shooting have been doing it with defense, which is commendable. Mm. Look, I mean, I, I think the, the Suns, they know who they are. And they are really good right now, and that's that's a, a sense of belief and a, and a sense of purpose that they have out there. I'm I'm excited for this game. What? Tuesday. I'm excited. Home I mean, and home. That really early shaky start, and now it's like kaboom! I'm so excited to see them. Yeah. Mark. And the fact that they've done this after the Sarver thing, we don't even talk about yeah. the Sarver deal anymore. Unbelievable. They've obviously decided to push it out of their brain. Who's your biggest about winner? Basketball. What's that? Who's your biggest winner? Is it the Suns or is it is it that I'm team? Gonna say, I'm gonna say the Warriors. Okay. Because yeah. They figured out a way to still stay ahead of the Suns. Even with all these amazing wins, they're still ahead of them. Mm. And all still right. playing at a high level. So if we're talking about the good, you know I'm yep. all about the good. We also need to talk about who needs to step it up. And I have a feeling, <laughs> Mark, that you have some strong opinions about this. Who needs to step it up? The Lakers. Oh, we're shocked. <laughs> I couldn't tell. No. Shocked. But the, Didn't like, know. The, the one thing you got to understand, this is out of respect. Yeah. Like, I expect more from this team. They're supposed to be phenomenal. They're, I picked them to win the, the West. Like, I want more. So this isn't like I'm hating. This is like tough luck. Okay. Okay. No, I'll tell you. Okay. I watch them every night. It's hard. It's hard to watch. It's not good basketball. Um, I think the team that needs to step up, and this is a little bit of a backhanded compliment, okay? But I think it's the Philadelphia 76ers. You got your guy back. Joel Embiid is back. They, they kept it. They, they tried to hold it down without him. It didn't go all that well, although I thought they competed. Um, but he's back. 42 points in that game against Minnesota. That was one of the best games I've seen all year. Minnesota, the winners of 6-7. Mm. Um, they, they, they look like they're going to be in the play-in tournament, or at least contending for that. 
but I think it's Philadelphia. This is a team that had eyes on an Eastern Conference Championship this year. They've had a lot of injury setbacks. Joel was out for nine games with, with COVID. This is now the time where you got to get it going. Tobias Harris also missed yep. some time. They've missed some time with their, their core. So yep. right now, let's see it. Yeah. Janae, who if do you I, think? If I, had to, I like this. I like being Switzerland. If I had to identify <laughs> a team in the East, <laughs> okay. I would go with Philly, you know, for obvious reasons. Yeah. They're just getting Joel back. But you sometimes are nervous for Joel because it seems like he's always trying to manage just good enough so that he can be good enough for them in the playoffs. But, like, what is that ceiling? And then, obviously, they're still dealing with the lack of Ben Simmons. But on the other side, I'm right there with you with the Lakers. I'm going to play for the Los Angeles sports teams, the Sparks. And you know what that pressure is. You know what that expectation is. It's hard to assimilate 12 new players, and they've had enough time. Glad that they got it. No matter what, you got to play against the opponent that's right in front of you. Right. So, yeah, understand that we have high Just expectations. Low. But, but I will say this. <laughs> she hit it they with have an opportunity, But they have an opportunity in front of them to, you know, rewrite some of the recent bad history coming up against the Kings, the one that they just lost. That's, what is it, tomorrow or the day after? And then on Stop Friday, we have the first Tuesday. battle. Yeah, we have the first battle of L.A. You know, versus well, listen, listen to what you just said. What? They're trying to write things against Sacramento. <laughs> well. And you, I love my boys in NorCal, but. Yeah, you just asked, you asked a question, you turned the table. I like this angry spirit. This I just want yeah. He you did ask the question <laughs> whether or not the Lakers had had a big enough sample size. Yeah. They've had enough games, but have they had enough games with everybody healthy? We're going to get into That's all of that point. because we are just getting started here on NBA Today. Coming up, the Rockets are, and please forgive me for this pun, they're oh, tearing down is. the wall yep, with yep. their star point guard, Woj, with the latest. And Denver's $200 million man is out indefinitely. Ooh. What impact does Michael Porter Jr.'s injury have on Denver's title chances? And it's the matchup that Let's everyone go. wants to see. Warriors at Suns tomorrow night. What's the key to each team getting the win? <laughs> NBA Today rolls on. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. NBA Today is brought to you by Haynes. Haynes, get comfy in the total support pouch with separation and support. You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. So John Wall has been a Rocket for almost a full year. He was traded from Washington to Houston on December 2nd, 2020 in the deal that sent Russell Westbrook to the Wizards. He's played in 40 games with the Rockets, all of them last season. What? But we might be nearing his return to the court. So for more, we're joined again by Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, you reported that John Wall met with the Rockets GM Raphael Stone and head coach Steven Silas yesterday to reiterate his desire to return. What came out of that meeting? Uh, Malika, really two very distinct, distinctly different visions uh, of what a John Wall return would look like for the Rockets. You know, John Wall would like to come back in a featured role. Starting would be important to him. You know, the Rockets want to see John Wall, if he plays, uh, to be more of a complimentary player uh, to their young core, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr. 
but there's still a conversation to be had here. That's kind of where these two sides were uh, before the season when they decided uh, that John Wall would sit. They would wait to try to find a trade. And a trade's going to be uh, nothing's impossible. This is pretty close, though, with $44 million this year, $47 million on a player option next year. Uh, it's going to be really difficult to find. And I think there are those around John Wall I think, who are encouraging him you know, to look at the opportunity to play and show future employers beyond this contract in Houston uh, that he can handle coming off the bench, that maybe his next act a couple years from now when he's a free agent uh, or sooner if he somehow got to a contract buyout would look mm. something like what Derrick Rose has done in New York. So I think they're going to continue to talk in Houston and see if they can find some common ground that would bring John Wall back to this Rockets team. It sounds like what you're saying is there's still a little bit of a gulf with the role, but this is definitely something we're going to continue to monitor. Thank you so much, Woj. And as you mentioned, anytime we talk about John Wall, you need to look at his contract. This season, he's making $44.3 million. That's tied with James Harden for the second highest salary of the season. And the next season, he has a player option of a whopping $47.4 million. Only Steph Curry has a higher salary. So. Joined again by the queen of H-Town herself, <laughs> Chanae Agumake. So Chanae, put yourself in John Wall's shoes here. What's the best possible outcome for this situation? The best possible outcome is to go out there and play. And I do think that it's interesting timing, you know, after Jalen Green's, you know, small injury to mm. the hamstring. Right. Now he wants to play. He sees an opportunity. He sees a void where maybe he can prepare and step into that place. And in the short term, advertise his skills as an NBA player. This is a guy that was a five-time NBA All-Star. He's someone that in 40 games last season averaged 20 points per game. I know a lot of people have criticized his game, but he's still valuable. I know there's stigmas that happen to players dealing with injuries or in the aftermath of injuries. Sure. I know this personally, <laughs> but the reality is if you want to sort of find a new home, the best way is to show people that you are still valuable, and it's so much easier to trade when people say, oh, I saw him play for about 10 or so games and it looked good. And I will say this also. I, you know, the video uh, of the weekend to me was Clay Thompson, you know, sitting on the bench mm. and sort of emotional about not being out there mm -hmm. and his teammates helping him through it. When you're, and you know, John Wall's about the same age as Clay Thompson, and I think it's really fascinating because these guys miss the game, even if they're trying to find another destination. And so I've heard he's been a consummate professional. He wants an opportunity. It might take him a couple weeks to get himself acclimated to go play an NBA game. But to me, this is an opportunity for John Wall to sort of show he's still got it. Oh, and we just heard Adrian Wojnarowski say it, perhaps in his next act, whenever that is, wherever that is, it could be a Derrick Rose type of situation. So showing that versatility could be important, right, Janae? So one of Wall's former Rockets and Kentucky Wildcat teammates, DeMarcus Cousins, is also in the news. Boogie is expected to sign a one-year deal with the defending champion Bucks today. Last night, head coach Mike Budenholzer admitted that the center was a position of need for Milwaukee. He said, when you look at the depth chart, and look at how we're subbing depth at the big position. It's something we could use. So DeMarcus Cousin hasn't played in 70 games in a season since the 2016-17 season when he split time with the Kings and the Pelicans. And then over the last three seasons in which he has actually played, he averaged 39 games in a season and his scoring has dropped considerably. The last time we saw him, he averaged 8.9 points on 17 minutes per game. So... Joined again by the undefeateds, Mark Spears. Thank you, Mark. You have a tight, tight relationship with Boogie from your time covering the league, so you have some good perspective on this. What went into him signing with the Bucks? Well, Boogie lives in Las Vegas, and actually the Denver Nuggets worked him out recently, seriously considered him. 
he had another workout on the docket with a Western Conference team I can't name. Mm. But what the Bucks did was they, they flew in Darvin Ham, their assistant coach, a uh, couple of their executives, Milt Newton, Ryan Hoover, and worked them out. And, and Darvin Ham wasn't easy on them. He pushed them. Apparently, Boogie shot well and responded well to the toughness in, in the workout. And then after that, they went to dinner for four hours, mm. talked about Bucks culture, what they needed from him. Can he fit in? Bolden Holzer also got on the phone with Boogie. They talked it out. Kumbaya. Now he's uh, signing with the Bucks. And here we go. And when we know, right, that a four-hour dinner, that is certainly part yeah, of the Mike. I wonder Mike, where they went. Right. That's part of the Mike Budenholzer Bucks culture. So we know that they need that big depth. Brooke Lopez has been out dealing with a back injury. What will it take to get Boogie Cousins actually on the court in a game situation? Okay. Well, the Bucks uh, had him take a flight out this morning uh, to Milwaukee. He had to take a COVID test, a cardiac test. Mm. Also is uh, about to take a physical if all those go well and he doesn't need an MRI, he could be signing as early as today. Okay. You know, obviously he hasn't played in a while, but from talking to Boogie last season uh, when he was playing with the Clippers in the playoffs, mentally he feels like he's still that superstar. Mm. Uh, he, he feels offended when he comes in on the second team and some dude he used to destroy is guarding him. Now, he's not dunking on everybody anymore. Every once in a while he'll, he'll surprise you, but he adds a toughness, a veteran that can score in the post, some size. Uh, somebody I think even when Lopez comes back that the Bucks should keep. The Bucks could be seeing. So Milwaukee is back in action on Wednesday night when they host the Hornets. Thank you so much. Mark, coming up on NBA Today, the best of the best, the top of the top from the holiday weekend. What was the best part of your Thanksgiving dinner? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Live from Los Angeles, welcome back to NBA Today. That's right, we're back, and you know what that means, Chanae. It is another edition of the Top of the Top. So let's start with the top alley-oop. Let's go. That is over in Atlanta. Obi Toppin taking it to, I don't know if this makes it to the upper room, but it's at least oh, the top floor. Yeah, one arm. I My love that. goodness. He is eye-to-eye eye with the rim. And it's like the vertical, but I actually have the answer to your story because you said, what's your favorite part of Thanksgiving dinner? Is it, is it stuffing? I feel like mine? it's stuffing. No, mine is mac and cheese. No, I feel like we're going to see some stuffing. In oh, this, well, in this we have pop. to go over to Utah to see some stuffing. Ooh, Dawn. Because Donovan Mitchell. Him and Russell Bojan. Westbrook, most athletic guards under, what, 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", whatever. I thought you were going to say age. Oh, <laughs> you're going height. You're going height. I'm going age. All right. I got you. You know. Oh, oh man, but this is, he's had so many great dunks. It's like, okay, that's you. Taken. No, that was applause done. That was taken play. All right, let's go to top blocks. Stop it was me. the return. Is this? Yeah, this is this is the return of Evan Mobley. The return of Evan Mobley. Love Evan Mobley. Look at his length. 
He barely jumped off the floor for that one. He is everywhere. He is so dynamic. And I love that nugget from like about a, you know, a week or so ago, most contested shots in the NBA. This guy is just a phenom. Well, but you know who knows how to get it done. It's the MVP in Milwaukee when it comes yeah. to blocks. Yes. My goodness, that was almost a wedgie. I, oh, that was. It was but almost look, a wedgie. He was called for a foul on this initially, <sighs> but then they took another look. Okay, good. What do you think? I, give it to him. Yeah. That's a well, block. That's a good thing because they did. Guys. They did. They yes. gave it to him. Yes. They said that was clean. That was a block. <laughs> another one in the book for Giannis. All right, top sequences. We start in Charlotte. Okay. Gordon Hayward. We're going to start with this. All right. So, okay. All right, block. Lamelo. Yes. Takes out of bounds. Hail Mary pass forward. What? Yeah. Ah. See, this is interesting because as a hooper, it's timing. Do you go and attack the ball off the dribble and mm. grab it and try to go? No, he waited, got his rhythm and finished and got the nice little rug. Okay, well, block the dime bridges. Then take a look at this. What Eric okay. Spolster drew up. Beautiful play. Play of the freaking year so far. Really? play. I was watching this live. Got everyone suckered up. Hit the back door. You forgot you forgot you're supposed to double the inbounders. You're supposed to always protect your basket. Like no matter what. Man, so, was this a defensive breakdown or was that Spo's playmaking? Spoh. Okay, all we're Spoh. just all hail Spo. All Spo. I was so impressed. My with that play. fellow we're University of Portlander, just oh. so you pee in the house. All right, top posters. Spurs. Keldon Johnson welcomes Grant oh, Williams to his Kodak moment. This was filthy. I saw this live too. And then oh. he like, ding, ding, ding. oh my god! And then he like, yeah. I know that was all for you. Back ride. Yep, they, oh. but I think Grant was trying to make sure he was safe, but still, I saw this and I was like, ooh, because yeah. Perk was working the game. I was like, Perk. I know. That got it's the like group a little chat piggyback ride. I, yeah. That got the group chat Well, I, I ignored some of those texts. I'm not going to lie. Oh, but I couldn't ignore this. Anthony Edwards, he's had a couple of these this year. I don't like this. Wasn't it a charge? Didn't count? Yeah, it, it was. was. A charge, but I don't count? I don't think that it sh uh, he, he said, he said afterwards, I'm not so sure that when I complete something like that, yes. that it should The only be. exception is Gabe Vincent's Nigerian, so I'm going to give him a pass. All right. Well, I didn't want to let the <laughs> moment go without taking a look at Clay Thompson here. Yep. This was an image that came to surface over the weekend. Clay, after a game, he was sitting out in Chase Center for 20 30, 40 minutes after the game, towel over his head, eventually Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, they all came out. What, what was your reaction to seeing that? It's emotional, and I understand that feeling. You know, I'm 29, he's what, like I think 31, and if you're a player coming back from multiple injuries, you just want to be out there, and especially like Klay Thompson, this is a guy that's seeing his team have a lot of success, and now he's like, okay, like championship, I just need to be out there, I need to get that rhythm. And I love that his teammates had his back and went and checked on him, because that's Warriors basketball, that's the culture that makes them great, but I feel for him. There are a lot of that go through it and he just sort of reminded everyone that this game is precious and make the most of it. Absolutely and obviously we can't totally get in Clay Thompson's head here but I do want to bring in Mark Spears as we talk about the Warriors my fellow Golden State Bay Area native. So for more on Clay Thompson, Oakland specifically, very specifically, the heart of the Bay. So what, what is the latest on Clay's progress? Well the Warriors sent him down to Santa Cruz about a, as you know, about a 50 minute ride mm. from uh, San Francisco yesterday worked out five on five scrimmage with the Santa Cruz Warriors, the Warriors G League team. Probably got guarded by some former NBA players like Jacob Evans. Word is he played well, mm. shot well. Mm. Uh, the Santa Cruz Warriors don't have a game until Friday, so you know, Clay could probably hang out all week if he'd like. I think the expectation is that when the Warriors get back from Phoenix, he will rejoin the team. 
But right now, he's getting some valuable practice time with the G League team. And still making that five-on-five -five progress, right? So the Warriors have a few key injuries, right? Yeah. Andre Godala is on this trip, but Steve Kerr said that he's not expected to play. Yeah. James Wiseman is out. So how much longer can the Warriors keep Clay off of the court? You got to help Clay against himself. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, with what you saw, uh, it's been a very emotional time for him. And I expect him to be... Um, like Russell Westbrook, where when he comes back, it's not going to be a mental thing. Mm. He's going to be ready to go. So, you know, it's, it's been a tough stretch. I know he's been riding his boat. <laughs> he has his dog. Rocco, yeah. He's doing all these things, trying to get his mind off of it. But basketball is his heart. It's his love. And um, it, I think if, if he's playing five on five and he's looking good, why shouldn't we expect him before Christmas? Uh, uh, but... I don't think the Warriors can put pressure on him. What I will say is, um, I do think when he does come back, it will be a home game. Well, and if Draymond Green is the heart of the Warriors, and certainly yeah. Steph and Clay are the soul. And so they're probably looking forward to having their soul back. All right, Mark, coming up on NBA Today, it is time to talk about power rankings. Who belongs in the top five? Do the Warriors? That's next on NBA Today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Suns head out on a four-game road trip that will finish with a big Apple back-to-back -back against the Knicks and the Nets. And after that, the Suns will play two of three against the Warriors. So, when will this streak and they will not make it past the Knicks, Nets, Warriors. They're, they're not going to make it past there. The Suns are getting to 14, and then the Knicks are going to shock the Suns. You got a Friday, Saturday night in New York? <laughs> New York. I'm sorry. Them streets is undefeated. Booker guarded by Pembry in the corner. And is that going to count? It is. Crowder's bucket counts, and that might be the dagger. Suns win. 113 to 107, the win streak gets its sweet 16 here in Brooklyn. Hey, Richard, the, <laughs> the streets, they ain't undefeated, but yeah, the Suns are for the last 16 on, games. Welcome back to NBA Today. <laughs> Malika Andrews, Mark Spears, Ramona Shelburne, Cheney, Agumake. All right, the Suns streak. It is still alive, and it yeah. is now at 16. So I do want to know, what has it been the key to their win streak? You know, it's so funny. I didn't, until RJ said it, I was like, dang, that is really more impressive. Yeah, the streets of New York, you actually like got that on I know, that's that's impressive they, they, they might have went to a day party. Yeah, maybe. Day, it's you know, it's COVID times. Covered. Everyone's, you know, yeah, taking virtual, Yeah, keeping it classy. Yeah. Um, but you know what? The key to this win streak has really been their defense, and I think mm. that's why we love this matchup versus the Warriors tomorrow, because if you look at it, the Warriors have the number one defense in this win streak. 
They've had the second one, so they've upped their defense. And I said it earlier in the show, they've also upped their pace. They work hand in hand. When you're able to get stops, you can get going. And you, you know who benefits them. I guess there are two guys that benefit from this. Chris Paul leading the NBA right now in 10 assists per game in assists. And then running gun, Devin Booker, boy, talking about that back-to-back, -back, 32 and 30 points per game in those matchups. So the key has been their defense leading to offense and then shooting the ball well and being quite comfortable. When you mentioned good defense, the Clippers, they also have an incredibly good defense, and we saw what the Warriors did to them. So mm. I am excited for this. Ramona, what has been the key in yeah. your eyes for the Suns? Look, I, I think this all started back, way back in the bubble when they won those eight games. Mm. They, they know who they are. They have an identity on both sides of the ball. They all know their roles. And now it's just about executing. And I think you have to give a lot of credit to Monty Williams for getting that team to buy into their roles, into what they're doing. They look like a confident team. And when they take the court out there, they expect to win. Like, right. This is not a surprise for them to win mm -hmm. 16 in a row. They go into New York and they win in Brooklyn. They win in New York. This is... This is not shocking for them because they're expecting to win every night, and that's when you get sure. a good hot team like this. Now, I'll tell you what, the Warriors have already been scouting them. Okay, we saw we talked to Steve Kerr and, and Steph Curry yesterday at the game. Oh yeah, we watched that Brooklyn game. We, we broke oh, yeah. that down. Oh yeah, we saw it. Well, we were talking about the Suns, the Suns, the Suns, the Suns, but we're already like West leader on a collision course tomorrow night with the Warriors and the Suns. So Mark, what are you expecting from that matchup? I think the Suns have to, if there, there is something that's somewhat of a weakness or is a weakness for the Warriors, it's their lack of size. <laughs> so I think they have to get a heavy dose of JaVale McGee. Is that what you're trying to say? What's that? Are you trying to say Draymond Green is undersized? Let me finish. Let me finish. Because <laughs> he'll hear that. Let me finish. <laughs> go, Mark, go. <laughs> DeAndre Ayton, JaVale McGee, mm. I expect them yep. to have a heavy dose of that. That being said, <laughs> Draymond loves these opportunities to push on the big guys and and be a, a, a bugaboo to them. Oh, like that. Yeah. You know, bothersome, <laughs> get in their ear. Yeah, you big and you still can't score. Start messing with their head. Dude, that's so too, I expect that. Yeah, but that's what the Suns, I think, need to try. Mm. That's to the one huge. thing is 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 you size against the Warriors. So, to, That's the only thing I can think of. Okay, so to force <laughs> them to try to, okay, Kavon Looney, we're, we're hanging on you. Nemanja Bialica, we're hanging on yep. you. What do you think? What are you looking at in this match? I think that's a great point, Mark, because if you look at the quote-unquote areas where they have struggled, they've always had that lack of consistency from the center position back yeah. since 2014. Yeah. So, yeah, but every year they find a way to make it work. Again, right now in the NBA, the Warriors have the best defense. Yep. Houseway. How? You know, it's by, you know, playing team basketball, by switching, communicating. There's no team with better chemistry than the Warriors. They they are mm. sort of, it's fun how they like, they switch from like yep. heroes to villains to heroes again and give me more Steph Curry villain. Well, like I love that energy. You you like the you I like the I love it all. Yes. The, <laughs> the, the <laughs> Steph Curry villain when he was teeing up the ref after he got well, teed up. What do you, what do you see in this matchup? Look, I mean, Steph has become Steph used to be known as a defensive liability. Like you had to hide him on defense. You can't say that about him anymore. Excellent. Point. And it's not just him with six steals. It's the way he plays team defense. He's also put on a lot of muscle. Steve Kerr said he's in mm. the best shape of his life. Draymond yesterday said he, it's like he has to follow around the weight guy every day. I mean, he's just like <laughs> in the weight room all the time. He is bulked up. He's stronger. You huh. can't get away with just pushing him around anymore. You know what helped him? I'll say this real mm. quick. All that time off they got. Yeah. Well, Back and of bubble. Yep. We you know, saw Steph Curry say that that was the lowest point for him. Yep. And so, it was a good point for his body. So watching all of that. Yep. So I, I do, I do want to ask you this, though, Chanae.
So we're talking a whole lot about defense on mm -hmm. these two teams. And, and, and Draymond said, you know, yeah, defense isn't a highlight. Defense isn't what we see because it isn't super sexy. But we are talking about a team that has some of the sharpest shooters, like Devin Booker, like a Steph Curry. Is defense what's going to win this because of that, Cheney? Defense in certain matchups. Mm -hmm. Like who Mikhail Bridges will guard because he took on He's the coming challenge. to be one of the best yeah, three and D players yes. in the league. Yes, and he took on the challenge of, all right, I got to guard James Harden. Like, I'm going to step to it. But, like you said, Mar, hold on, let me finish for a second. <laughs> <laughs> the point you, message, uh, you, you just said about Steph is absolutely true. Just guarded Paul George and was not running for it. He bodied yeah. him up. And the difference with Steph Curry right now is his basketball IQ has been on full display on offense for the world to understand and love, yeah. and, you know, all that stuff. Mm. He's starting to apply it to his defense, and it's great. Six steals, reading the defense, you know, with that size, bodying people up, not afraid of anybody in the league, which is why we see him as an MVP frontrunner. Well, it's also earned them a spot in ESPN.com's power rankings. So the top three for ESPN's power rankings are the Warriors, the Suns, and the Nets. So that's unchanged. They come in at one, two, three. But the Bucks, their seven-game win streak has yeah. just catapulted them from ninth to fourth, and then the Heat round out the top five. So, Mark, do you agree with that list for the top five? Yeah, but you know how like people always give you their top five rappers, and they gave you always give you the six man. <laughs> yeah, my six man right now is the Charlotte Hornets. My oh. Hornets, Hornets, they're hot. Let's give them some love. All right, so I like that. The top five. Yeah, it's the right five. I mean, yeah, you could try to talk yourself into the Bulls or the Wizards, but they had a bad week. Like, sure. all, all three of those teams that are right below them had a bad week, so mm. that's the right five. Now, what I will say about the power rankings, and can we pull the list up? Because yeah. I think right now the Nets and the Bucks are interchangeable, like three and four. Thank you so much, Producer Greg and Producer Hillary. I think you can make an <laughs> argument that even though the Bucks have more losses, they might be in a better position than the Nets because mm. they have been undefeated yeah. when Drew Holiday, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Chris Middleton play. Oh, and so they're the defending champs. Oh, thank you. They're defending champs. So I was like, okay, I see that list. Maybe swap three and four, maybe just on yeah. friends. Because well, it's a power ranking, not like a what it is. Yeah, right now, sure, Parker. but this also oh. did come out right before Joe Harris news, so we'll see how that potentially impacts, that in there, impacts for next week. <laughs> but coming up on NBA Today, speaking of injuries, we're checking in with Adrian Wojnarowski oh. to give you the latest on Michael Porter Jr.'s back injury and what that means for the Denver Nuggets going forward. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. So we're back, and one of tonight's marquee matchups is the Nuggets at Heat. Everyone remember what happened the uh -huh. last time these teams <laughs> played? So let's, let's take a peek. Just to recap. <laughs> that was a, a very dangerous, uh, dirty play. Oh, my! Jokic just clobbered Marquise Morris from behind. Oh, no! Blindsiding him as uh, just a very dangerous play. Why did Jokic go after Morris? I think it's a very dirty play. Uh, and then I just needed to protect myself. Jimmy Butler in the middle of things. Oh, there is bad blood brewing between these two teams. Video and picture is worth a thousand words. So that was then. 
now the Nuggets are in a bit of a rough patch, having lost their last six games and four straight without Nikola Jokic, who's dealing with a sprained wrist and is listed as questionable tonight. And the Heat, on the other hand, are six and four since their last meeting with Denver and are coming off a three point win in Chicago. But now I want to welcome back in senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, one player that we know won't be playing in tonight's game is Michael Porter Jr. You reported earlier today that he's going to undergo a surgical procedure this Wednesday. What else can you tell us about this? Uh, Malik, I, I talked to his agent, Mark Bartlestein, today with Priority Sports, and uh, he says that they're going to determine that timeline on a return for Porter Jr., after the surgery. There's still scenarios where Michael Porter Jr. could play again this season. Certainly, they're going to be cautious. He has had back issues before. He had surgery prior to uh, his rookie year in the NBA. It's what caused him to drop all the way to Denver. Uh, and this is a Denver organization that just over a year ago, you would I think many would have agreed, this is the best young core in the league. And, and since Michael Porter arrived in 2019, you know, Matt Williams, our uh, stats and info guru, tells us he's only play, they've only played 100 games with Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Michael Porter Jr. They've won 62 of those, and that includes the playoffs. Uh, but they're all still young, and there's still optimism that the, you know, the Nuggets could get Jamal Murray back from that ACL this year. Mm. Uh, and then they'll wait and see after Wednesday surgery about what it looks like with Michael Porter Jr., who, of course, signed uh, a five-year max extension in the offseason, that new deal starts next season, Malika. Well, and you mentioned it. This is not his first bout with back injuries, back surgery, so we wish him a speedy recovery. And, Woj, we know you'll keep us updated on any return timeline. But I do want to bring back in Cheney and Ramona. So without Murray, without Michael Porter Jr., without Jokic, at least for now, Cheney, what does Denver need to do? Looking at this upcoming stretch, just, just to stay and get, get and then stay above 500. Everything. Like, everyone has, it has to be a collaborative effort because Woj is exactly right. This core of Jokic, Murray, and Michael Porter Jr., I did like the addition of Aaron Gordon, but that's the team of the future and with mm. the number of them unavailable. And so this is going to have to be a team effort to keep them afloat, especially in the West where you know that anything can change on any given day. There are opportunities, but right now it seems like the cards are stacked against them. But I don't know, Ramona, what do you think? Look, they have a fundamental decision to make. They are, and Bobby Marks is the best at this and immediately came with the information that I was looking for. Absolutely. They're $1.9 million below the luxury tax, mm. okay? If they go and get an injured player exception or disabled player exception for Michael Porter Jr. for the rest of the year, that's $2.6 million. So that puts them over the luxury tax. Yep. This is a financial decision. You have a team that you don't have two of your top three players and, the, and your MVP candidate has a wrist injury right now. You could look at that team and say, you know what? Just, just call it a year. Just, just play your young guys, develop, come back next year when everybody's healthy and strong. You could look at that and say, we don't need to, to break mm. the bank on a team that is tre treading water with injured players. But you can also look at it and say, we have Nikola Jokic, who is an MVP. Sure. And you don't want to waste any years in his prime, especially when you saw what he did last year without Jamal Murray. Mm -hmm. And there are players that you can go get. Do you want to go and try to find a replacement now? It's going to cost you money. You're going to go into the luxury tax. But do you go and try to find a replacement for Michael Porter Jr.? Go, I don't know, Kemba Walker. 
finding is, a replacement for Michael Porter Jr. I mean, that's 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 a tough ask with yeah. how he had been playing. Cheney, how how would you see plugging those holes, especially considering their upcoming schedule? It really is a mixed yeah. bag here. They have yeah. some tough games. It's not like oh, this is just coasting off easy. It's not like whoa, this is the hardest yeah. schedule we've seen. It, it, there's a little bit of everything. Coming. Yeah, I think you start playing. You know, it's unfortunate, but like when you go on the road, right? You say, all right, like we want to at least split games on the road so that when we're home, we're in our comfort zone and we can control a little bit more of our destiny. So if you're able to, you know, steal wins here or there, I think that's the best outcome for them. But right now they're 9 and 10. And, you know, when you were mentioning having an MVP candidate or player in their prime, it reminded me of, you, you do excellent reporting, Ramona, on, you know, Joel Embiid and yep. the 76ers. And yeah. there's a sense of urgency of maximizing on that yep. prime in real time. And so if there is a good chance that you are able to string together a couple of games that keep you competitive in the West, then definitely shoot your shot, pun intended. But if not, maybe you play the safe route. All right. Well, so tonight's game against the Heat is the first of seven straight on the road for the Nuggets. That's their longest trip of the season. They've got a tough couple of matchups on the East, but if there's any consolation for those seven games are against teams that rank in the bottom five in win percentage. So we'll see. So sticking with the East, Kemba Walker, we're going to have much more on him, him being out of the rotation, according to Tom Thibodeau, with the Knicks. Stick around. More NBA Today after this. We've got another star-studded NBA Friday doubleheader to tip off your weekend on ESPN and the app. Joel Embiid, he's back! And the Sixers play the second game of their four-game road trip Ooh. against Trey Young and the Hawks at 7.30. Mm -hmm. And then Paul George and the Clippers square off against LeBron and the Lakers at Staples Center. Battle I'll be the on Lakers. the sidelines. Our coverage starts with NBA Countdown at 7 o'clock Eastern. So I want to go back to our top story of the day, everybody. Knicks coach Tom Thibodeau said today, Day that point guard Kemba Walker is out of the rotation and Alec Burks will start going forward. So the Knicks reshaped the roster with some new moves to keep some cap flexibility. Looking over their notable moves, they brought back some players like Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel, Derek Rose. They also added Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker. That was their top billing to help out on offense. So Ramona, what are you hearing about the Knicks' decision to take Kemba out of the lineup for us? Oh, Malika, this was Tom Thibodeau's decision. And, hmm. and this is the place where you have to give your coach room to make hard decisions like this. But then he's all, when you make a decision like this, you have to live with it. And you put yourself in a position where if this works, okay, people will ride with you. But if it doesn't work, um, that, puts it, that puts Tibbs in, in a seat here. Where right. I think when you take a guy like Kemba Walker, who is universally liked in that locker room, liked around the league, respected in the league, and you say not only are you not playing, but you're out of the rotation completely, that is a statement. That is putting a lot of the Knicks' early season problems on him. And that is an insult to him. And I, and I wonder how the rest of that team and in that locker room are going to take that. He, you know, he obviously the stats don't lie. Okay, right. stats don't lie. He has not been good, but there were other things that Tibbs could do here, which is when he is on the court with Julius Randle, they are not good. They're minus 13 and a half points when they're on the court together. Mm -hmm. But when they're when they're off the court, the Knicks are good. Yep. There's only been nine minutes that Kemba Walker has played without Julius Randle, and both of them lead the team in touches, okay? So obviously you're not going to take the touch away from Julius Randle, but could you have staggered the minutes? Could you mm. have done something a little bit more creative instead of just saying, you're out? Well, 
we know that Kemba Walker is averaging career lows in several categories, but yep. this was a feel-good homecoming story, and Julius Randle did speak to reporters today. He said, I trust Tibbs, kind of what he says, but this is something where the proof is in the pudding. We're going to need to see this play out and see the locker room stay together. Yep. Let's take a look at the games that are actually going to be played tonight. I want to play a little bit of pick em. What What are you guys watching tonight? What's on the What's on the DVR? You know, I'm looking at uh, this Hornets-Bulls matchup right there, okay, because this is number five versus number six. I know you have at me because I'm hyped about this much. These are these are good teams that got better in the offseason. Yeah. I love watching the Chicago Bulls. Well, and this My is proven time, right? This is like proof <laughs> is in. I guess proof is in the pudding already. Yeah, it's, it's proven time, right? If they are winning, then that's good. What, yeah. what else are we watching, real quick? Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anthony Edwards yeah. always want to watch him. He is a shut. Can you be in the dunk contest? Can we get Anthony Edwards in the dunk contest? All right. We're. I guess we're starting that right now. Playoffs, by the way. Okay. Ooh. All right. Okay. We're always know more. I'm gonna say Heat Nuggets. I don't know if we're gonna. I don't know if we're gonna see Jokic. She's got the wrist thing. Yeah, but questionable. Are we gonna see the Jokic brothers? <laughs> okay. Mona. Instigator. I thought. I thought. I'm Mark hey, was hey, I'm in. I thought Mark was I'm gonna say Bulls because he's got this fine little like Bulls with the beautiful huge, Bulls. Yeah, I know. Well, Thank before you. we go, everybody, I do want to say congratulations to a part of our NBA Today family who got married this weekend, Yay! Nate and Gabby. Oh my they got gosh. married. Look at that. Love it. Welcome. Big, making our family fi family bigger. Yeah. I love it. It's, 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 it's wonderful. And then also, producer Steve is, is back today hey, for Steve. the first time. Papa we are Steve. so excited. See you tomorrow. Hey, Breaking down all these games, hey, including Suns.